RadioInfluence.com. everyone and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the toilet and <laughs> I'm really sorry about this Frank I'm, I'm terribly sorry about this I don't know what the hell it is it's day, day two of cramps that sucks that's the worst yeah it's either a bug or it's like you said it's the, the collective stress of 2022 finally unraveling on me I think that that's what it is honestly I've had that happen to me. 2020 was a very stressful year with the house fire and everything else. And I, we just have to get through things, Frank, right? You, you put your brave face on, you suppress your emotions, you get through it and you get through it with, with, you know, all people look at you and they're like, wow, how did you, you know, how are you doing this? And then all of a sudden it hits you all at once. Like, and then you have what you're dealing with right now. It's, I know it's, it's my first, my first period. It could also be my first period since my transition. That's true. It could be. Speaking of which, today's show is going to be very kind of lighthearted, and I'll tell you why. Two pieces I'm working on that are absolutely incredible that, that have taken all of my attention. So I haven't been like knee deep in, in all the news and everything going on. So as, as we do sometimes, I, I was like, I need to get caught up to speed very quickly. So I went to Citizen Free Press and they come through for me every time. There are a few things of my own that I've peppered in here, but most of the show prep today was done on Citizen Free Press. Just it's wonderful. I mean, it goes, it's just pages and pages and pages of good stuff. All good stuff. All good stuff. Do you want to laugh to start? Oh, yeah. Yes, please. All right. I found this last night, late at night when I was um, when I was surfing through YouTube and it made me laugh out loud. I don't know if any of you out there are retail workers or work in retail, but you will resonate with this and I'm going to play it. It's, it's only it's three minutes, but they're all very funny. You ready? Yes. You just lost yourself a customer. You think I own this business? You think I own Ikea? I'm a part-time employee halfway through a two-week notice. I don't give a shit. I'm telling all my friends not to shop here. Tell them. You think I want five other yous running around the store? <laughs> Have them call me, I'll tell them. You think you hate this place more than me? I work here. I know the sale ended last week, but can I still get a discount? Do you hear yourself? <laughs> We can't go backwards. Time marches on. You want the sale from 15 years ago, too? When's it end, Diane? You want that price? You're going to have to go through the quantum realm with Ant-Man. <laughs> I don't know why I find this so funny. Is, is there more? Yeah, there's plenty more. You ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know how much money I spend here? More than you should. <laughs> Meatballs ain't that good. Save your money. End my time. Doesn't matter how much you spend here. We don't thank our donors. This isn't PBS. Every time I come here, my order gets messed up. Then stop coming. <laughs> Make my day. Every time you come here, your order's messed up. Sounds like you're making the mistake. Look yeah. inward. You're ordering the wrong shit. I'd like to speak to your manager. I'd like to speak to your mother. <laughs> Tell her she should be embarrassed. She raised someone to act like a baby in public. You want to speak to the manager, please? manager doesn't know what's going on haven't you ever worked anywhere before 
I know that's not right. I used to work here. Well, things change. <laughs> Sorry they didn't run it by you first. You used to work here. Well, I used to be happy. Then you walked in. Can you just check in the back? Can you just accept we don't have it? <laughs> the back ain't some magical place. What do you think is back there? Santa's workshop? The only thing back there is a clipboard with our schedules and some brownies Darcy brought in. The website said it was in stock, and what do your eyes say? <laughs> Sometimes it's wrong. The website also has pictures of employees smiling. You see that? Would you go yell at your computer instead of me? It'll get you the same result. Nothing. This is cheaper at other stores than shop there. <laughs> Why are you here? You need directions? I'll get you some. I'll call you an Uber. I don't set the prices. I'm a seasonal employee. You working hard or hardly working? I'm hardly laughing. I'm already at work. I don't have time for a second job pretending you're funny. Why don't you tell me something I don't hear every day? Like, thank you. You should open up more registers, and who's going to work them? You think I'm the only one ringing you up because I called dibs? You want me to clone myself, or you're saying you want to apply? Well, you see we're shorthanded. Where's your resume? I can't believe they have you working Thanksgiving. I can't believe you're shopping. Why do you think I'm here? It's because of you. I have to stand here for 15 hours so you can yell at me instead of your family. I work retail. I don't even remember what Thanksgiving is. The customer is always right about what? How to piss me off? You think you're God because you went shopping? You're not infallible, Susan. You're at the mall. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I love them. I was. Hysterical. I love them. That's oh. great. And, and you know, we've all we've all worked retail before, on varying degrees: sports, sporting goods, pharmacies, and uh, you know, the whole customer is always right thing. It's. I think that it is more. Obviously, there's always been bad customers, and there's always been people who are just terrible to others. Um, but I, I am less inclined to embrace that, uh, that idea that the customer is always right because people in general are so miserable Yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, maybe the customer was always right back in a time when everybody was a little bit more pleasant and courteous and willing to haggle and negotiate. And as a business owner, you want to please everybody the best of your ability, but it's almost more it's it actually makes more sense to have certain customers never come back and bother you again bad customers you don't want bad customers you don't they end up sucking all of your time out of the good ones we when i was i was working at in new york at a company and one of the things that i implemented was getting rid of bad customers it was like a thing firing customers firing them because they're never ever ever happy ever and you end up spending all of these resources trying to make people happy that are just not happy. You don't want bad customers. Yeah. Good customers are always right. Yes, that's better. That's 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 what it should come down to. Good customers are always right, yes. I'm always trying to create new value for like for my sponsors and patrons, always trying to create new value for them and 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 work things out. But text, <laughs> please. Uh there's been I've had quite a few incidents over the years, even with, with what I'm doing now. Just, just a few, like a small handful, two or three people who uh, rake you over the coals because they're a five dollar sponsor and uh, and they're 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 pissed off that that I'm not 
inviting them to like Thanksgiving dinner or something. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait, wait. I, I mean, I just, I just do a show, dude. It wasn't five dollars to be, to be the my... executor to my will. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that all it takes, Frank? Let me sign me up. I I'm mean, executor your will. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I have a couple of like more. First of all, let's say Mark Hauk was found not guilty. Not guilty on all counts in his FACE Act federal prosecution. Fantastic. Just awesome. They sent 30 FBI agents to his house to storm his house with SWAT in the, in the early morning. Scared the living bejesus out of his kids. And the FACE Act is meant for, you know, if you're interfering with an escort, escorting somebody into an abortion clinic to have an abortion and you get between them or you assault or whatever. That's what the FACE Act generally is meant for. And there's a there's a question about whether or not it was meant for the escorts at all, which came up in this case. The statute isn't written that way. It's really written about people that work at the clinic and other things. Long, long story we won't get into. But he pushed down this guy, Love, who was saying very lewd things to his son because he refused to leave his son alone 50 feet away outside of the barrier that typically, you know, constitutes the FACE Act violation. And the the Biden administration are a bunch of, of, well, I can't even say it's just the Biden administration because this happens all the time, but... Under the Biden administration, the DOJ has become a bunch of communist thugs. And thankfully, we still have some chance at a fair jury trial in this country because this is what happened to him. He was found innocent. I would love to have all 30 of those FBI agents have their their houses raided now. Would be every nice. last one. Every last one that went along with it. I, I think uh, everybody involved in this should have their houses raided at four o'clock in the morning. It, Speaking of FBI agents, Steve Friend posted a video the other day. He's been on the show. He'll be on again. There was a little bit of an issue with this video, so I don't know if it's going to play, but I have to play this three minutes long. It's so important. Everybody has to hear it. Let's see. Hey, everyone. Uh, I normally like to leave the uh, the video and the uh, recording to my other fellow suspendable, Kyle Serafin, at Kyle. Yeah, this, this happens every time. This happens every time. Come on, come on, come on. He basically says in here, it's not going to play. I don't know what happened to this video, but it played for me. He says in here that he was offered a job. He has to ask the FBI permission because he's still technically hired at the FBI, even though they have him without pay in this weird loop of OPR investigation and suspension. Where he can't work, he can't get paid. I don't know if they suspended his clearance. I think they did. They suspended his clearance. And he has to ask them, can I go get a job elsewhere while you go through this process? He has a family and they told him, no, you can't. They're basically punishing him. They're terrible. I just, just, what an awful, awful gang. Just, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. Um, somebody in, and so I retweeted this and he, he says in here, I'm not asking for any money. I don't really want anything other than for you guys to be aware that this is happening. Because Is he, can he not resign from the FBI? I think that if he takes the other job anyway, they'll fire him. 
But I don't think that anybody really wants that, right? It's not the, the optimal outcome for him to get fired, especially when he doesn't feel like he, he's done anything wrong and he's a whistleblower. So I think from a principle standpoint is what the whole thing is. Okay. Um, somebody just asked in the Rumble chat, I read that Roger Stone's January 6th case was dismissed. Is that correct? It's a civil case that you're talking about where a it, what it appears to me in the brief research I've done, Brandon Strzok is on this case. Donald Trump is on this case. It's brought by um, eight Capitol Police officers who were blaming these people for January 6th starting and wanting damages. That they dis, the, the Judge Meta dismissed the case against Roger Stone saying that he was exercising his First Amendment rights and didn't do anything wrong, so therefore you can't sue him for anything. They, they let two counts against Brendan continue, but this is a civil suit, not a criminal one. Um, and I still have to read it all, but it appears to me that the law firm came up with the lawsuit and then went in search of people to be plaintiffs, which is okay. not typically how it works you don't like say okay i have something i want to sue over now let me find someone that has some kind of harm potentially <laughs> no well you, you do if you're a criminal organization that's trying to uh, uh trying to achieve a political end right right which is what that they're, they're doing what they're yeah. doing um what else do i have here oh i started a little twitter spat with alex berenson oh because he tweeted something which just was the icing on the cake for me. He said, one tough thing, me, and I see Matt Taibbi and particularly Glenn Greenwald struggle with it too, is not, is not to let woke hate push me into the arms of the conspiratorial grifting ultra-right. Ultra-right. Conspirat I, can't, I can't stand... I, what what has happened to conspiracy theory just the phrase is so incredible tracy mm -hmm. it's so the just the phrase the way it is worded the conspiracy grifting oh my i mean just right there conspiracy grifting ultra right what the hell is that i don't it know. sounds horrible I don't know what it is. Um, he said, these folks may pretend to want the truth, but they don't. They're playing a different game. Luckily, it turns out my audience is a lot smarter and more committed to the truth and has less overlap with the ultra-right grifters than either they or the left think. Both sides can scream at me all they like, but the stack keeps on keeping on. Meaning he's got enough paid subscribers at his sub stack that he, you know, he has to be right because people are still buying his monthly Substack subscription. So I said, you were the only journalist who didn't thread all of the Twitter files, instead forcing people to your Substack to read them. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Eventually everyone will realize who the actual grifter is. And he responded to me. <laughs> he said, that's right. And I told Elon Musk just what I was going to do. I think the 40 tweet threads don't work. The story was and will forever be free. I get why Elon is upset. He released this information at great legal risk, a heroic act in my opinion, and no one seems to care. But that's not my or his or anyone's fault, though opening with the FBI stuff rather than Trump would have been a better strategy because it would have made things a little less political. The way the files have been treated is just a function of media partisanship. 
of which you play a major role, dude. I don't know who you think you are or where you think you're floating around, but there are people on the left and the right who know that vaccine injuries are absolutely real and calling them ultra-right conspiracy theory grifters is not winning you any favors but wait a second wait, okay, i i don't understand what the i mean the, i mean every, every it doesn't matter i think that the only time for some people you're only you're only worthy of following uh if you are uh, a pauper and make absolutely no money and do all this work altruistically for free and you're not building a brand and you're just you're you're, you're just a, a whatever i don't know like ai I, I think that the only thing that's not a grifter in their eyes is some kind, some form of artificial intelligence that is friendly to their cause, well, Be- because it's just an entity that works uh, be- out of programming and needs nothing to up upkeep it or feed it or anything like that. So I can't stand the whole grift thing. I, I you know, you call a grift a grift. It, it's a scam, a huckster. Yeah. Well, then then point out the scam, and then also. Point out the conspiracy. I mean, everything is the result of people conspiring. This this whole COVID thing, from the biological aspect of it to the technological fallout to the to the response on policy and elections and world, and then you extrapolate that worldwide. Are powerful people in the corporate sphere, in government circles, in think tanks, NGOs conspiring and coordinating with each other? What the hell is everybody talking about? Why is it so knee-jerk conspiracy? And how is that a bad thing? No, he's saying that the people... There's a column coming out on Highwire that Michelle and I did today about this very thing. He is saying that one of the women who suffered these tremors, absolutely terrible tremors after getting the Pfizer vaccine, is making it up or psychotic. And she has faced a, a an influx of hate the likes of which no one has ever seen because of what he did. And it's false. She has medical records, MRI. She has a medical note from a doctor that tells her she's vaccine injured, which is so rare among these vaccine injured people. She has medical records this thick and he did zero research and declared that she was crazy or faking it for money. But that's not, but okay. Well, it, it, let's say you found somebody who's faking and- an injury for money. Yeah, you, you can call them a con artist, a grifter, if you will. Where does the conspiracy ultra right come from? Because he's saying that the right is sharing her story and others like her and downgrading real vaccine injury by using her as an example of vaccine injury. And then it makes everybody think that everyone else is, you know, that nothing exists because this horrible tremor and shaking can't be real. Like... That's why Duolingo did their little gif that we watched on Monday show where they did the twerking thing. They're making fun of this poor woman who who was suffered Im- unimaginable harm from this. And instead of to be being a journalist and being like, well, let me see about this woman. Like there had been documented instances of what has happened to her with her physicians. But he he he. It was terrible what he did. So to your point, though, about anybody making money, someone said under my tweet, anyone who's out there feeding their family or self off articles they're writing has mixed motives at best. You can't write because truth and then also depend on the revenue you generate from what you're posting. I have far I have far more faith in people tweeting who don't get paid. Okay, well, great. Then you're an idiot. 
I said, remove some faith from me because I'm running a company, so yeah. we need money. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're, you're 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 an idiot who has has con- has uh, failed to consider all the other things that we have uh, that we have going on here. The, all the conspiracy, all the real conspiracies that we've been uh, we've been shown had to be true and had had the curtain pulled back on just within these Twitter files alone. Do you not? Uh, do you think all of those FBI and CIA bots that were whitelisted were were tweeting for money? You think they were tweeting for money? No, no, no. no. They, they were on autopilot. They were on autopilot, and they were still influencing people. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. Who cares? So it's like oh, unless somebody has all of the. That's like saying, and that is saying that if somebody is doing work out there, paid work, and they are not reaching all the same conclusions that I am, then the, the motives are mixed. Yes. So uh, if I if I do a show, am I only worthy of, uh, if I, am I only worthy of support and being able to feed myself and my family if we are reaching all the same conclusions? If we are off beat, off step on any number of issues, is that just because I am trying to reach a certain financial goal? And how would upsetting people, how help would upsetting me, the me. apple cart right. ha- help me? Right. I'm so glad you said that because somebody is like, a lot of people over the Trump stuff that I've been saying, the concerns that I've been raising about about things surrounding Trump, a lot of people are like, you know, you'd better watch your brand. And I'm like, I don't have a brand that consists of me pandering to people about something just so that they like me and give me money. And then someone's like, oh, you're only concerned about your brand. And I'm like, if anything, I'm hurting myself by being honest about this because there are so many people out there that don't want to hear a negative thing about anything that's going on with President Trump and are mad at me and don't like me anymore because I'm saying something that's adversarial about it more it's more than a brand it's a it's a it's a reputation it's a personal reputation and and your reputation you only really i mean you have one of it yeah you can build it up for years it can come crashing down in a day it takes a very long time to recover it if something catastrophic happens and very few people get second and third chances but but you know what that that reputation if it's hey he, 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 I may not always agree with him, but I can tell he's always coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, he's being honest about his thoughts, about drawing his conclusion. It doesn't seem like, you know, there are some people who are, who are obviously carrying water for someone else. It's, it's and, been crazy, Frank. It's been crazy. Um, oh, like, for example, I, I never thought, Tracy, you and I spoke about this guy at great length. Uh, we were on opposite sides. I think both of you and I agreed a couple of times on on uh, on disagreeing with Judge Napolitano um, during during Russia did, and during Trump in the early going. You remember? I we don't said, remember uh, disagreeing with you, but no, no, no. You and I agreed about disagreeing with him. Oh, yeah. We were both into so, and I even forget what the hell it was. I never thought that Judge Napolitano was a grifter or whatever. I just disagreed with him on those very uh, on a very few. I forget even what he was concluding about the early goings of Trump and Russia. I don't even even know what it was. I I didn't throw him into the abyss. I still like him. I I, I never thought he was, you know, but he he was wrong. he He was wrong about some stuff. I forget what it was, but we knew he was wrong. So um, it's just. 
This is um, this is the hell that comes along with the miracle of the technology we have that lets so many people in on the quote unquote conversation. Um, I want to quickly thank Juan Juan <laughs> One Way Mel W O N Way Mel, and she gave us a very very generous Rumble rant. $110. I'm a very happy Mel customer. is from the frozen tundra of Minnesota. She's well, wonderful. Thank you, Mel. Very much appreciated. That helps us greatly. If I can ever get Rumble to send it, that would be fantastic. We'll see what happens. That's a whole different story. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> migrants kicked out of Manhattan Hotel and sent to Brooklyn Ferry Terminal where New York City Mayor Eric Adams has ordered construction of an emergency shelter. And the migrants, Frank, they ain't happy. They want to live in the Watson forever. The migrants should have been put on a ferry and sent back to Mexico. Here's some video. They're standing outside of this. I thought there was a little report here, but there's not. It's just video. Um... They're very upset. They're very upset that they're being removed from this hotel that the city has rented out for them at a very high price. And the hotel owners are like, oh, my God, what did we do? Like last week, there was a report where they were complaining they were destroying the hotel. There were drunk people beating their wives. There were teenagers running around all all over the place there. It was just they destroyed the hotel. They destroyed the hotel. And now they're they're frustrated. One of the one of the things they're frustrated about, Frank, is that they're moving around so much and they just want to stay in one place. Oh, really? OK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should have thought about that before you uh, you, you embarked on your nomadic journey across <laughs> the desert. People are sleeping on the streets in El Paso, Adam said. They're sleeping in airports. At least we've got them in places where, where there's a roof. Adams bragged Sunday that the migrants will live in better conditions than in other cities. Good. Keep sending them, Texas. Keep sending them. Right into New York City. And and there's everybody complaining about it. Like, oh, we don't want them in this in this place with all these cots we want them in their own places well <laughs> that's not it, it would never be it's going to be somebody else's donated place it's going to be totally subsidized it's going to be a drain it's going to be culture rot as well because they're not going it isn't everything that's going wrong inside of that hotel is going to be going wrong inside of whatever neighborhood they are eventually planted transplanted inside of and it's just that that's it yeah. You know, you know, p- part of part of upward mobility, part of the reason why people from other countries go to other countries, they they plan, they say, we want to be a part of this culture. We want to be a part of that. We want to move into a suburb. We want to move up into something else. I have an, an idea that that can make generational wealth for us. And I want to work my ass off. It's uh, aside from getting the money, aside from working. Aside from getting an education and and just doing the little things to build a foundation for you and future generations of your family, is is you're building up, you're building up etiquette, you're building up mindset, and you're building up an understanding of what it takes to actually be good neighbors, to to be assimilated into new places. Um, this whole idea that you can just start a 
a federal or a state program to take people out of a ghetto and put them into a nice suburb and suddenly they're going to belong there is absolutely ridiculous. If you've seen how it is all um, um, uh, it's all part of a process of moving up and leaving certain things behind suburbs exist because because they, they, they don't operate like ghettos. You know, that that's it's just it's a I mean, it's a very hard conversation to have because whenever somebody pushes back against it, they're labeled as some kind of a xenophobe or a bigot. You don't want to be around poor people. You don't want to be around people of well, color. Well, speaking or- of that, what about what's his name? Curry, isn't it Curry that doesn't want the uh, Section 8 housing built around his house in California? Came out yesterday. He, he does. He's he's like one of the Biden supporters that has come out in here. Hold on. I got to find it. Well, find think it. about that. Think about anybody who came from nothing and worked their way up, got themselves into a good position where they are. They are independent on an economic level and and they want something better for themselves. And and they and they're able to achieve that. And then suddenly some real grifters, some real uh, you know, color revolution hucksters go on out there and they start taking people out of, you know, the, the, the poorest, most crime riddled places in the world. And they start bringing them into your territory, into your neighborhood, saying, OK, well, th- this is how we're going to make things equal. This is how everything a- a- as if as if people who are poor. And this is the thing I I, um, I think is always lost. It doesn't matter if you have money or not. Everybody is still a responsible person. Everybody should be responsible for having some kind of moral code of knowing what is right and wrong. We have that ability, whether you have a lot of money or not. I hate how Democrats, liberals, progressive commie types, and they know it's not the case, but they want to they want some kind of a problem to fix. They they equate poor people to being children. Yeah. Yeah. Poor people are not just you know, people who have conscience, they have, uh, they, they have, you know, they should have had parents. They are adults. No, they're children who don't know any better. And if we can just cradle them Coddle in our them, bosom, right. you know, it, it's the, everything that they do is the most racist, offensive thing. And, and, and we, we have to live with the consequences of it. Yeah, I mean, this is you're right. The NBA and this is just a perfect example of the hypocrisy outside of what you were just saying about coddling. And then at the same time, the adults they're coddling, they want to give the 16 year olds the ability to go and vote like none of the, what they do ever makes sense. NBA star Steph Curry issued an official opposition to the development of a row of affordable housing units that are slated to be built behind his multi-million dollar mansion. Yeah. Um, they, they sent a letter to the town of Atherton opposing the project, which would see up to 16 three-story townhouses spring up in the middle of his uber-wealthy California neighborhood. They said the housing project would pose a threat to the safety and privacy of them and their kids, noting, yes. yeah, noting that the location and height of the townhouses leaves th- allows them to view in to their house. If they, if they, they also had a demand, like if... The town were to move forward with this, they request and require that the town invest to put higher shrubs and fences around their property to protect them from the horrible poor people that could move in. As what's his man, he says this, we hesitate to add the not to the not in our backyard, literally rhetoric, but we wanted to send a note before today's meeting. 
Safety and privacy for us and our kids continues to be our top priority and one of the biggest reasons we chose Atherton as home, i.e. we chose one of the rich neighborhoods in California so we didn't have to deal with this riffraff. But he'll go and sit with Biden and and advocate for it. That's the stand, and, and that is the psychotic hamster wheel truth about all of this. They 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 see they ha- they have common sense. They are most liberals. If you get them away from their friends and a one on one, and you have some kind of a, I don't know how you can let the guard down, and you can just have a conversation about them. You're just talking. You're shooting the shit. Over the course of over the course of any conversation, it, they get a lot of common sense. They have a they have a they have a lot of common yeah. sense. It, the flip the switch is flipped off. You you ever see those videos where they have people walking up to them on the streets in the middle of like protests and they're like, hey, please sign this petition for you know um, more asylum seekers to be allowed into wherever place. And they're like, oh yeah, we must let them in. And they're like, actually. We're um, trying to find housing for five of these folks. Would you take them? And they're all like, oh, uh, uh, no, I can't. I can't do it. Um, You know, I can't do it. I'm 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 you know, I don't have the room or I don't have the money or they can go somewhere like. But you're signing this petition and we need housing for these people. Where can we put them? Oh, someone else. Oh, somewhere. Somewhere. We have a large country. Large. That's like I found another YouTube channel of a guy that makes fun of this vocal fry thing that has taken over women, where they're all talking like this. It's like, mm, what happened to us? What happened to us? We're just we're just dying. Is all. This is what death of a culture looks like. Oh my God! Like, did you Bunch ever of- see which one was it? I forget who it was. That was like. Asked if she was a muse. A muse? A muse. She was like, are you the muse for someone? And she's like, "It was. I was the muse for Uncut Jams. What was it? Damn it. I want to remember who she was. I can't remember. Uncut Gems. I'm going to look it up. Are you, I, oh, Uncut Gems? With Un- what? With, with what's my call? With Adam Sandler? Uncut Gems viral Tic Tac. Jo- Josh Saf- Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems. It's Julia Fox. Okay. It's this. It went viral. Um, hold on. And it was just the supreme example of... What is a muse? This- I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems. Right. I was Josh yeah. Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems. Right. I was Josh Safdie's muse Uncut Gems. Yep, celebs are loving the latest viral TikTok trend featuring Uncut Gem star Julia Fox. Okay, so I... She did an interview and she was asked if she was anybody's... Here it is. Hold on. It all started when the actress appeared on the Call Her Daddy podcast earlier this month and said this. I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems. Right. Do you know what I... Uncut Gems. Like, what the... this 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 was like the perfect and she talks like this all the time now by the way um wait wait is this the chick from the from the, the yeah. adam sandler film she's got a hot ass though well i can't she contest does. i can't speak of her ass i've never seen it well you're gonna watch the movie i it's actually kind of it's a, it's an odd movie but it's a good movie i watched it two years ago usually um usually 
Adam Sandler films are very good. Yeah. Oh, this one, this one is kind of, it's, it's, there's a little bit of comedy in it, but not much. It's, it's kind of dark and it's sad in a way too, but I, I don't know. It, it was a good film uh, and, and an odd, um, soundtrack but as far as the vocal fry goes i think it's just really a matter it's like i I don't know how i I feel like it's just a a a sign of death another sign of death because i don't i don't understand is it is it just i think that there's a there is a feeling of blase almost a false sense of like there's something elegant uh there's something elegant about them i don't know like you know how the people on the titanic uh uh uh, spoke you know all the rich people up there with uh the unsinkable molly brown and they're all they all have their r's and yeah they have that very that snooty you know they're very still british american royalty colonial kind of uh wealth kind of talk I feel like this is a way for trashy people to pretend that they that they are of, of another yeah a, a classy of another generation where they are constantly trying to balance out their immense in- intellect with with the with the need to show that they also don't care too much and it's just when you think about how bad things really are and how, I don't know. I I, I found a channel that does um, classes for like women who want to be elegant and sophisticated and high class. And I was watching it because I wanted to see what this woman would be saying. And I actually tend to agree with almost everything that she says. It's like more about making women back to be women, how to poise and how to hold yourself and how to carry yourself and your posture and how you speak. And like just like lessons about how you even just grabbing an object can be feminine if you're not acting like a complete moron. You're just grabbing a bottle of water like all, you know what I mean? Like there's just things. It's almost like Andrew Tate for women. (laughs) Yes, like how how to properly hold a knife when you're threatening your man right none of that as a matter of fact this channel um is res- very respectful towards men very respectful and for the and for the, the chat uh someone's frank those are not intellectual people i understand that i'm saying it is a new way of pretending to be proper and and something else when juxtaposed against the reality it is nothing but brain dead which makes it even more infuriating because these are, uh, I mean, you, you think about all of the so-called Berkeley college intellectuals who who think that they're solving the world's problems. And it, it's a way of this, this kind of drawl is a way of actually saying, I don't even have time to think about anything in opposition to what I'm saying right now, because what I'm saying is just so simply true. You know, the other thing that gets me before we move on to like my next point here, when yeah. people use the word essentially like way too much in a sentence because they think it makes them sound smarter or they're just stuck into using the word essentially. It's a very specific word. It has a very specific meaning. It, it shall not be overused. You ever hear this? You'll hear it now. People like mo- mostly people who are somewhat college educated, I think, or in the tech world, will you 
we'll use the word essentially way too much. Yeah, they they do that. There is also, you know what it is? Um, and I, I actually have some notes written down for tonight's show, if my stomach allows me to do tonight's show. I hope you can. Is when you think about influencers, I hate the whole idea. Me too. I hate it. Me too. I, I, I hate it. But but I have got to say there is very there's very uh, uh, I don't know what else I can I can say to make it a better descriptor of what that whole economic driver is. The whole economic reality of the influencer is really we just we might just hate the uh, hate the concept, but it. It's the perfect thing. You have so many people out there who are dumb, really dumb. And it makes sense to pay a more popular dumb person. <laughs> to, it, it, it really does because, it, like for example, when a popular dumb person, like for example, if you go to uh, Twitter and you, you peek in on a Jeff Tiedrich type or a, uh, a Brooklyn dad, anything like that, those two accounts, they use words like trope that it, immediately you start seeing clouds of dumb accounts. Some of them AI, most I, of them not. I have a clip of, of, of Elon Omar using the word trope lined up today. It's so weird that, that you said that. <laughs> that, is a, that is a way, that is a, an influencer move right there. Somebody, okay, maybe Elon Omar said trope and it, and it filtered down to these other people who then all of a sudden in the comments, they I see these these nothing accounts that are real people, but just lonely people that nobody are paying attention to. And I often click through just to take a peek in on Their some life. really pathetic, pathetic lives. Yeah. And and I'll see them, these people tweeting to no one all day long. Or going in on commenting on other tweets, saying some accusing people of being bigoted and employing uh, any number of racist. All you got, all you right wingers have are these racist tropes. I haven't seen the it, trope thing being used, but I'll see it now. So, oh, it's it, 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 it's like essentially somebody, they hear somebody say it. Say, you know, I, can, I gotta use this. I'm gonna give this word. word. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give this word a whirl. I have to tell you a funny comment that was just said in the chat. Oh man, it's it's. It's rolling. Hold on. Um, I use it. She said, I use etc. at the end. Where is it? Come on. Et cetera. Et cetera. A, a lot of people say etc. It's et cetera. I use et cetera at the end of things when I, well, I don't have anything else to say, but I want to sound like I have more points was genuine, generally <laughs> the yeah, just like Willy Wonka, et cetera, et cetera, at the end, when he's talking no. about all the things that, all the uh, the contract violations that Charlie had committed. No, stop. Don't. No, stop. Come back. Don't. Okay. Memphis PD. Um, oh, and one more thing. I had, I had posted and tweeted that I was going to live stream the Carrie Lake hearing today, but there isn't a hearing today. It's just a conference today with the judges in the appeals case. I thought that it was going to be a hearing, but I was wrong. So if they stream the conference, then I'll stream that. If not, then I'm going to be working on this article that I have to work on. Um, okay. Memphis. 
Memphis PD on claims Tyree Nichols was targeted. Now, they've laid off other people in this scandal that were not directly involved on scene. Which has led to a lot of people thinking that a lot of things are going on that either are or aren't and we're not being told. Um, the Tennessee Star writes, multiple sources in Memphis tell us that one of the five former Memphis police officers charged with second degree murder in the beating death of Tyree Nichols targeted Mr. Nichols for a beating because Mr. Nichols was in a personal relationship with the officer's current or former significant other. Can you confirm? I saw this. And then the other one is that they were affiliated with the Vice Lords gang, the officers, and it was a gang hit. Well, you, if you watch any portion of the tape, you can. I don't know how you can call it anything other than a gang hit. Well, you know, yeah. it's 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 just a gang that wears a certain uniform. That was a gang massacre, and I saw that about the girlfriend. I actually I read that. In the middle of the beating, when this the, the victim was on the floor, um, one of the officers took a picture of him and sent it to his ex. Oh, jeez. Oh, come on. Ugh. Racism. Even, terrible racism. <laughs> there is a startup based in Washington. Or, I'm sorry, in Texas that is specializing in de-extinction, Frank, the use of genetic engineering to bring back hybridized clones of extinct species. Like CIA. the holy, the, like the woolly mammoth, by the way, who's set to be reincarnated in four years. CIA funded that. Yeah, it looks that way, right? 150 million? Yeah, uh, we were, I was reading into that a couple months ago, the... Uh, the big ethical question again about re resurrection. Why? 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 Why do we need Tasma Tasmanian tigers and 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 woolly mammoths? In what about dinosaurs? Are you going to do dinosaurs next? Then what happens? This is terrible. Just stop playing they should, God. I, they should resurrect early humans. Hmm. That, they they, they would be had. much different no. than what's going on today. And yeah. I. We're going to end-ish with this story from Yasmin Vasu... You know, how do you say it? Vasuian? Vasuian? Who you're... I don't know if you've heard this from Yasmin. Yeah, I have her lined up for tonight, too. Oh, okay. So here we go. The hell scare. On December 20th, I began to feel chest pains, and they waxed and waned over a period of 10 days. I wasn't quite sure uh, what to make of it, but as they continued to get worse, I started to think something was actually wrong. Um, it was December 30th when I finally went to an urgent care and was told I had reflux. I didn't really buy it, but I was relieved it wasn't my heart. Uh, my body, though, was pretty certain uh, not to believe uh, the reflux. The next day, on December 30th, I woke up with severe pains, both in my chest and in my left shoulder, and it was like a tightening in my chest when I took deep breaths. That got worse when I was laying flat. I knew enough at that moment to understand that it could mean, could is the key word here, that I was having a heart attack, especially because it was happening in the left part of my shoulder. I want to remind you, I run seven miles three to four times a week, or I did. Um, I do yoga. I don't eat meat. I don't smoke. I drink occasionally. Not right now, though, because my doctor tells me I can't. Aside from probably not getting enough sleep and working too much, I'm a pretty healthy person. But on that day, I was anything but. My husband drove me to the emergency room, and from there, the nightmare that has been my January began. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of my heart, brought on by a virus, a literal <laughs>
common cold. Uh-huh. I also had fluid around my heart that had to be drained. Go ahead, Frank. It's just the common cold. You know, it happens to everybody. Happens to First everyone. I, did did, the, the, did the, the common cold cause this crazy jaw action of hers, too? Like, what is going on with her typewriter jaw? I know. Um, but but let, let, let me just say this. She didn't buy that it was acid reflux, but she bought that the common cold Cause. caused perio and myocarditis. Yeah, it's the common cold. It couldn't be anything else. I mean, she's perfectly healthy, Frank. She uh, So she didn't buy that. But she bought that. Oh, that checks out. Wow. Or else wow. it could hinder the beating of my heart. I was hospitalized for four nights and transferred from a local hospital to NYU Langone here in New York City. On January 4th, I was finally discharged after doctors drained the fluid around my heart and I bounced out of the hospital. I couldn't get out of there fast enough with the hopes I was on the mend. But that was not the end. Nope. Three days later, I was readmitted when I felt a flutter in my heart. Like a butterfly, it was inside my chest. They determined I had developed myocarditis, oh. inflammation of the actual heart now, oh. the heart muscle. Double whammy. Right after your booster, right? I remember being shepherded through the emergency room and wondering, is this it? It wasn't, thank God. Instead, I spent five more days in the hospital where they ran a battery of tests, adjusted my meds, and made sure nothing else was fueling what was happening. And in fact, in the end, it was still... Just the cold that was doing all of this. This is this is criminal on so many levels. Just the cold. Just the cold, Frank. Just oh the cold my. that has plagued humans with peri and myocarditis their entire for as long as we've ever known. Just the cold. The fact that she can it's crazy to believe it's the shot, but the cold we're all supposed to just be like, yep, definitely the cold. My gosh, the cold, the, and um, yeah, I I don't know what else to say. And, what what a what a what a what is here's what I'm talking about. What is this woman? Is this an intelligent, functional person? Is she lying? I don't think she. I think she believes she's telling the truth. I think she wants to believe everything she, she was told. She wants to. Yes. She. I, but yes. What is this woman? An influencer. Yes. Because there's far stupider people with less reach who will take this and go, "Oh wow!" And, and, and how is this even comforting in any way? At least it. At least it wasn't the shot. No, it was the common cold. Yeah, I know. Try to like. Oh God, I don't want to get a cold. <laughs> I might have. That's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going the rest of your life. Determined to never get a cold again. <laughs> oh my I god! Mean, and, and a lot of people are mentioning her lower lip on the on her left. I think it is on her left being kind of paralyzed. It looks like it's having a problem. I don't know what she looked like before, so I don't know if this is just something that she has or if this is a symptom of neurological issue. Um, but I'm not going to diagnose her clearly, but. There's a little more. That it caused all of this inflammation in and around my heart. No, lady. You've been lied to or you're lying to yourself. Uh, I'm sorry. Both. Let's look at the comments underneath this and see what it says. It's probably... Oh. <laughs> 
Five Times August, great band, by the way, says, hey, it's probably the vaccine with a massive meme. You'll, Viva Fry, Frey. How many COVID shots have you had? And when was the last shot you had in proximity to your pericarditis and myocarditis diagnosis? I'm sorry for asking the obvious question, but I'll ask it nonetheless. And then somebody said, when we interviewed and I told you my stance and the facts, you stormed off scene after calling me an out-of-work x-ray technician because I wouldn't disclose who I voted for. I told you I identified as a journalist. Remember me? You're still not open to the truth. I don't know who that is. Um, right. How much did they pay you? The, it, everybody, everybody's saying it because everybody knows. How did they determine it was for, this is exactly what I was thinking. How did they determine it was from a virus? Which virus? Did they consider it being an adverse event? Like how did they, they can make the determination that the cold virus caused it, but they can't make the determination that it was a shot. When the recently released Pfizer information clearly has both of these things listed as side effects, major enough for them to put in their general side effects list. Another thing you should start doing is eating meat. Yes. I, I love yes. when people say, let me remind you, I run 18,000 miles a day and I don't eat meat, so I'm healthy. Meat is so good for you. Oh my not, gosh. Not eating meat is not a universal sign of you being healthier than other people, my friends. I had the most amazing steak last night. Me I too. Have, oh my, I, 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 it's very expensive now, so we don't do it as often as we should. But we bought steaks because I was like, I need to have that protein. I need it. It was so. It's, it's good. the fat more than even than anything. It it was yeah, a the protein, eye. yeah. But it's oh good. man, the the the, the fat. Mm. And I like it rare, like mooing. That's how I like my steak. I don't know how people can eat a well done steak. It's like, why don't you just? It's just don't even don't even. You're worse than vegetarians. Don't. Nothing, nothing releases the flavor of a steak like some ketchup. You ever see the movie Waiting? I have. Have you ever seen Waiting? No. You have never seen Waiting? No, no. You and okay, well, you and Will have got to watch Copycat and then watch Waiting to to get yourself ready for bed so that you're not thinking about murder before bed. It is, you have got to watch okay, Waiting. Okay, I'm writing it down. Waiting. That's going to be our Friday movie. Copycat and then Waiting. 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 Watch two movies. It's a two for two, a two for Friday that night. Do it. Oh, oh. my God. Okay. You yeah, you just started this, you started the show off with with this hilarious compilation of, of retail jokes. This, anybody who's ever spent any time in a restaurant in a professional sense or spent any time in a restaurant period and it just observed people <laughs> and the way things happen. Is it that You've, good? Uh, oh my God, yes. Okay, everyone in the chat is saying, watch it now. Don't don't miss it. Best movie ever. You'll never eat out again. <laughs> yes, you have to watch Waiting. Okay, we'll watch it. Okay. I want to end with this story, Frank. Connecticut parents arrested for letting kids ages seven and nine walk to Dunkin' Donuts. It was Super Bowl Sunday in February 2019. Cynthia Rivers and her husband decided that their kids, ages 7 and 9, deserved a long-promised treat for cleaning their rooms, the right to walk to Dunkin' Donuts by themselves. This was in Killingly, Connecticut, a suburban town in the northeast part of the state. The Rivers lived near an elementary school, library, state police barracks, sidewalks, crossworks, many Victorian-style homes, and the aforementioned donut shop. The kids gathered $7 and off they went. A few minutes later, the Rivers' parents hold, heard a knock at the door. It was the police. 
The first cop to show up said he didn't think it was safe for the kids to walk by themselves. We told him that while we did feel it was safe, we agreed not to let them walk around town unsupervised. We thought that would have been the end of it until three more officers showed up. The first cop sent Rivers' husband to retrieve the kids who had only made it about two blocks. Then mom, dad, and the kids faced a barrage of questions. They told us it wasn't safe for kids to walk down the street, that there were registered sex offenders all over town that could take them, that drug dealers were going to give them drugs, and that it was a different world now. She tried to dispute what the police were saying, and one of them asked if she watched the news. The police report makes clear that the parents were obsessed with the possibility that the police were obsessed with the possibility of sex offenders harming the children. Indeed, they pressed the Rivers to search the sex offenders registry to learn which of their neighbors were on it. The officers also claimed that they'd received a dozen 911 calls about the kids during this short time they were gone. Rivers thought this was unlikely as they'd only made it past four other homes. But whatever the rationale, the officers proceeded to charge Rivers' husband with risk of injury to a minor. They charged Mm. Rivers separately for the same thing. They arrested her husband and took him away. They dropped the charges. They said this is ridiculous. Dropped the charges. The the officer said later on in the arrest, if she talks to me again, I'm going to arrest you both and take away your kids. And then they thought it was over with when they dropped the charges. But what came back? CPS. Uh, one of the worst, we talk about the IRS and everything else. You want to talk about evil, absolute evil. Yep. You, you, you will, you, you will find no better example than CPS. Yeah. I mean, we are just surrounded and managed by evil organizations. The department should not exist. I know. I agree with you on this. The department of children and families pursued its own investigation. She was looking for problems. Rivers tried to explain to the caseworker that the police had overreacted, but the caseworker maintained that the parents had somehow jeopardized their kids' safety. When Rivers revealed that she had received therapy for depression some years before, the caseworker weaponized this information and insisted she return to therapy. Eventually, they closed the case too, and while this may seem like a happy ending, it has had a lasting negative impact. Rivers said she waited three years until her daughter turned 12 to let her go for another walk unsupervised. I've lived in this area most of my life, says Rivers. I've gone walking and jogging all around this town by myself at all hours of the night and day, met and talked to many local people. I have never felt threatened by a single person in this town until meeting those officers and the social worker. Connecticut is a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a asshole. And I know I'm right next door and I'm no better. I know. I'm no better off. But they are filming the blacklist right near you, so... Actually, they're filming. They're filming the blacklist on our street. That you have to go out there and be a, an extra. Not no, not ours, but the street at the studio. That's where blacklist oh, oh, is being. Oh. You know, so it's it. If I if I go to work one night and I'm not able to park where I usually park because James Spader is beating somebody up on Peningo, we'll see. That's it for today, Frank. We'll be back on Friday. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the John and <laughs> you can hear us every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and RadioInfluence.com. Also, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, Monday, Wednesday and Friday live on Rumble, Twitter and Getter. And don't forget to watch Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7, 7 p.m. Eastern time at QuiteFrankly.tv. We will be back here on Friday. Later.